Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The moustache, whether bushy, long, curly, neat, pencil thin, sharp or droopy, the one thing it always is, is hairy. Some tashes are famous, some infamous, but all are recognisable, some even iconic. Here's Neil with 10 Tashtastic Moustache Facts. Thank you very much, Pab. So here we go. The King of Hearts is the only king in the deck of cards without a moustache. Yes. Very nice. Ooh. The average man spends six months of his life shaving a moustache grooming. Just give me all the bacon and eggs you have. In Eureka, Nevada, it is illegal for men with moustaches to kiss women. He really is an idiot. Police in India's Madhapadrish estate are sometimes paid bonuses to grow their moustaches because they're believed to command more respect. How's this for moustache grooming? Nobleman in the Victorian era ate soup with a special moustache spoon equipped with small barriers to protect their moustaches. Yes! In 1967, the Beatles included cardboard moustaches in their album Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band because the band members were all sporting moustaches on the cover. Yes! The first historical artefact depicting a moustache dates back to 300 BC. It shows an Iranian horseman with a thick black moustache. Yes! There are between 10,000 and 20,000 hairs on a man's face, and the average moustache has 600. Yes! Albert Einstein was not seen without his moustache for over 50 years. He really is an idiot. And according to the Guinness Book of Records, Ram Singh Chowdhan holds the world record for the longest moustache, spanning 14 feet long. He has been growing it since 1982. Yes! Wonderful. Facts that none of us knew. Thank you, Neil. Thank you very much. Thank you. When we thought of the famous moustaches, there's only one person that we could think of. And if there is ever a definition of uh, ironic... 
It's the fact that the man that we choose to do the famous moustaches doesn't have his famous moustache. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I feel, um, I feel well, charlatan. To yes. you all, and I can Ladies only and gentlemen, Mr. Tim Downey is joining us. Uh, he hov toast of London, uh, heartthrob of Hollyoaks, um, Outlander. I mean, there is just, it, it, it's just. I could go on for ages with his IMDB of wonderful things, but it's so wonderful to speak to you again, young man. How are you? Oh, it's lovely. It's lovely to be back. And um, I too have been delving into the moustache world and goodness, good golly, Miss Molly. I've found some wonderful, (laughs) wonderful things, things I had no idea, things that have enraged me. Um, And Rubicons, I feel that we have to cross and certain things I feel that have to be said for the people who have been getting them wrong for too long. These have been my discoveries on this uh, pursuit journey. Right, right. Now, like I say, you are you are famous. You're a famous moustache wearer. Um, mm. How long does it normally take to, for you to to grow a good moustache? And what are your tips for growing a nice, full, manly moustache? Uh, well, it takes me, I would say, a good to go from... Uh, like clean shaven to full bombardier, as I like to as I like to call it, about six weeks, which apparently is, is pretty quick, mm. pretty quick to kind of grow that sort of with with the droop, not just coverage, but you got to get that full sort of we attack a dawn, yeah, the full droop. length, it's yeah. the full yeah. length that commands absolute <laughs> respect from a bar room of men, yes, instantly. Uh, Tip wise, um, gr- the grooming is important, which can go awry. You know, tiny little comb. Do like a small comb. Also, there's a sinister element. You do feel like a Bond villain. <laughs> in the corner of the bar, combing the It unnerves people. People want to know, what's he doing? Why is he doing that? And especially if you're a younger man, people do really begin to question things. Like, yeah. that's a choice. That's a, that's a choice. He has decided to go that way rather than the way everybody else has. Um, and a good, a good oil. Actually, Dali, oh. even Salvador Dali spoke of a good wax and oil. And you know, if anyone knows moustaches, it's uh, it's him. Yeah. Mm. And and what also what is the secret to making sure that it's equal on both sides? Well, that's when that's, you, when that's quite a tricky one because I mean, I pretty much just use eyesight and other people just to say, mm. but actually, I think even on mine is one side is slightly fuller than the other. Okay. So you do feel sometimes you have to kind of retrim. I mean, it could go horribly, horribly wrong, as we all know, when you begin to like start retrimming, and suddenly you end up with some sort of thin Chris Kamara Walker from Dad's Army kind yeah. of yes. little, little thing. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to go there. So you have to be, you know, conservative and you know held back in your in your trimmage. Right, right. And is there ever when you when you get a role, is there ever a, a contract? line in the contract that will say must have a moustache or must not have a moustache is that something that's a, there's been, a deal breaker there's, sometimes for you there's been there's been a few occasions where they've said obviously if you're playing somebody real and he doesn't have a moustache then he obviously can't have the moustache which you know okay that, that's fair fair enough but i've actually had two occasions where i've had where i've had two two parts almost back to back where one was a real life person and therefore didn't have a moustache but they wanted a moustache in the production that I was doing after that. So I've actually had to then take off a moustache to then have one put back on again, which was right. a very right. strange kind of feeling. Because obviously when you put one on, you're kind of used to just 
it being part of your face. So it, you've got that classic Lord Flashheart thing. We go, <laughs> and it kind of misled them. Like, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So you do fall into that. And it does kind of make you go sort of like kind of strange. <laughs> Pass the tea. Yeah. How dare you say <laughs> yes. such things? Like, like that. So it does give you sort of like a strange rictus. Right, um, right. And when did you first grow a moustache, Tim? Uh, I grew a moustache for very first time, probably about 15 years ago. And at the time, I, I was cast in a film that in the end never got never got made. But I thought to myself, well, in this particular film, I'm going to be playing uh, a musketeer. One of the, one of, one of the, what's the thing that the musketeers are most famous for? Beards. So I'll grow, uh, I'll grow a moustache, like a little kind of pointy pointy beard thing I'll, I'll go I'll do that and we, you know they can do what they want but it'd be quite quite fun to grow and also you know it unnerves other actors to see strange facial hair implies you're working you little shit what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing wandering around with that crap on your face you're obviously working and you're not telling us so I thought well it works on so it works on so many levels but anyway so I thought I kept it and uh, then the film never ended up getting made. So then I was kind of left with this, you know, sort of like mid-century Flemish painter beard. <laughs> and I was just thinking, I, well, I could just take it off or it's taken a while. Quite like it. I'll I'll keep it. And I was told by a director friend of mine that basically with a, with a moustache or any kind of odd form of facial hair, you walk into a room and a casting director or a director will just go either... They'll either do one of two things. They'll either go, absolutely not, get out of my sight. That's ridiculous, please leave. Or they'll go, no, hang, no, hang on a minute. I like this. There's something about this. There's some, And so it then kind of went, oh, okay, well then. And then it got kind of reshaped and reshaped over the kind of next, I'd say, six to eight months until it ended up in, in just the moustache, which I thought, no, I'm quite, quite enjoying this. I'll just, I'll just keep it. Yeah. The difficulty, of course, is when you come to shave it off, because you've got to be because if you've had it for a while, as you gentlemen may know, if you have that for a while, there is a there is a slight gravitational pull that takes its toll on the upper lip of a gentleman. <laughs> and so therefore, if you if you take it off and then suddenly start filming, you I personally look like some sort of turtle that's been beached in Mauritius. Right. Uh, and is desperate to get back to the surf. <laughs> but it's that and you need I would say a good, well, I do a good five or six days for it to, to re, you know, to really kind of replump itself. Right. So you can right. actually go and see people. Or otherwise you do kind of go, God, I really thought I was better looking than that. And then about four or five days later, you've got to go, I will never be who I want. Oh no, it's not too bad. Oh, actually. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's fine. It's, it's bearable for other people to witness. Yeah. I, th- well, I think it's, it's handy that you're obviously a very good looking chap. So whether you've got a moustache or whether you haven't, it's sort of, I think well, I tend to keep a beard because it covers half of my face, which I think is, is <laughs> which I think is kind of like sort of does its job, if you know what I mean. I always worry that if I was to shave my beard off, like my grandkids wouldn't know who I was. And I'd be, yeah. and then it'd be that whole look of shock on their face of who the hell is that, and they wouldn't yeah. want to come nowhere near me. So that that's oh. one reason why I like to keep. Oh, absolutely! My hair. my youngest daughter still, I shaved it off originally originally after a long time for Outlander, um, because of that period in that period in time people didn't have moustaches, so you know you physically couldn't have one because it just wasn't the style or done. And I can remember doing the classic thing you shouldn't do 
when taking off facial hair for a long time, much like yourself. If you just suddenly appeared, as you say, they would be terrified. So you have to kind of ease them in. Yeah. You would say, come and sit with me while I, you know, lather up and do little bits. It's still me. It's still me. <laughs> Not some sort of lizard. It's me. And I did that classic thing of going, oh, God, she's in bed. All right, fine. Oh, I'll just shave it. It'll be fine. And then I remember walking in in the morning and kind of leaning over her. It's like, hey, morning. I <laughs> straight in the eye. Like, bang. So much so, my eyeball went so bloodshot. It was black. It was like a kind Ooh. of billiard ball. Oh, my God. Absolutely God. horrendous. Still to this day, she's unsure if I am. I don't know if you're still the same guy. I'm <laughs> yeah. still very unsure about you. Oh, bless. Until that moustache comes back and I witness it, <laughs> we shall see. Um, so talking about the top tens, um, both you, Tim, and Neil, how hard did you find it compiling your, your top ten famous moustaches? Um, Tim, you go first. Um, I found it I found it very hard. I did that classic thing where you kind of uh sort of play around on the edges and go, God, who on earth has a moustache? Who, who can I where can I go? And suddenly you I then have an absolute dearth of going, oh my god, yes, of course, of course, of course he has the moustache. Absolutely. And then you end up with an absolutely massive list. Yeah. That you then kind of go, oh God, I've got to try and pick out. And then you do a list and then but that would be good and this would be good. So I will probably inevitably just kind of throw names in during this top 10 to kind of really make sure I've covered everything and yeah, not feel, yeah. damn, I should have mentioned. I should have <laughs> yeah, mentioned that. Exactly. Well, we um, have, we, we do yeah, a little was, section of honourable mentions at the end, so I'm sure that we, oh. we, we've got some that people have already sent in. So, so and oh, Neil, well, what about you? Well, uh, at first, I, like, like Tim, I didn't know where to start. I thought, famous moustaches? Is there any famous moustaches? And I literally, I kept thinking, and I could only think of a couple of people for ages. So I had to go down the old Google route. I thought, I'm going to have to get some inspiration here and get some names up. And as soon as I started reading, I thought, well, sod this, they've all come flooding back. And I could remember who I wanted to use and where I wanted to use it. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun looking at the pictures of them again and making sure they were the worthy moustache that they deserve to be mentioned for. Mm. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun, this one. But, yeah, it was quite hard to begin with. I, I really yeah. saw, I really I didn't know which angle to look at this one, but yeah. we got there eventually. Wonderful. Well, we will delve in. Uh, I have a couple of things I want to talk to you about as well uh, uh, after we've done our top 10, Tim, which sounds, that sounded like I was a, a, a headmaster of a school. Yeah. Though, isn't it? would you see me after? Mr Downey, yes, I've got a few things I want to talk to you about. Um, uh, right, so kick us off, Tim, with your number 10. My number 10. Right. I am going to go. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going in, I'm going in hard okay. straight away. Okay. Straight okay. away. Okay. Um, which hopefully is going to make you think, wow, wow. What are the other, what are the other nine going to be <laughs> if this is number 10? Okay. And I'm going Selick. Wow. Selleck. That's my number Ten. two. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. So now you're sitting there going, what the, what the, what the fuck is this guy going to do? <laughs> well, you're in for well, a bumpy ride. Okay, for a surprise. Well, but I'll, 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 whether this is a shock, he isn't even in my top ten. Wow! So wow. that is, a, that is more go. shocking than it being at ten. There you yeah. go. I'm assuming. Are we talking? Are we talking Magnum PI time? Or are we? Just it would talking? be for me. Absolutely, absolutely. Blue bloods to a lesser extent. Friends, let us forget. But he's never been without you know three men and a little lady slash baby. It's been 
his entire oeuvre has been moustache based. I assume it's heavily insured along with Beyonce's legs. Uh, so that's what I'm assuming. And also what I found very exciting is, uh, does anyone here know what the name of his moustache is? As in the style, not the name Tom gives it. I'm sure that's something very different. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be the Selic, would it? It's not called the Selic. It wouldn't be the Selic. It no, go on the then. It's the Chevron. Oh, right. Wow. That style is called the Chevron. Stay with me for more interesting naming. I was, was going to say, it didn't even occur to me that each moustache would have an actual style name. Which is... Oh, uh, I found a few oh. out because I had to find out what they were called. But, but then yeah. when you think about it, I yeah. can think of a couple of names of ones. But I would always, I would always class like, oh, that's a Hitler moustache or that is a Charlie Chaplin moustache. You know what I mean? Or that it would, it would be incorporated with whoever the famous person was that wore it. Not that it would have mm. an independent... Actual name. So the Chevron. The okay. Chevron. I'm going to make it. Uh, it appears throughout other uh, uh, famous famous lips as well, as yeah. we will soon, uh, oh, soon discover. Absolutely. I'm sure we will. But Great also, it caused start. a bit of controversy because he did a movie called An Innocent Man, which would have been late '80s, maybe possibly, and he shaved his moustache off for the movie. <gasps> and I remember the press literally running the story about this. So it, it got press-worthy that he lost his moustache. That's extraordinary. Yeah, that there, absolutely there are some I mean, people whose faces are born to have a moustache, and I think Tom Selleck is one of those, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. I wonder, did he look like a small tortoise as well <laughs> during that because of the way? Maybe that was part of the thing. Going, no, no, no. He's, no, he looks like a tortoise. I don't think you should. I, I wouldn't want to see that film if it's a moustacheless Tom Selleck. It wouldn't be right. no. But it was the loses the magic. It does yeah. lose the magic. A great one to start. Great one to start. And Neil's number two as well. Yeah. Uh, go on then, Neil. You're number ten. So I love a good handlebar moustache, and Holt Hogan had a gr- great. That's my number six. That's my number white. six. <laughs> um, handlebar moustache. Now, I would be envious to grow a handlebar moustache like this. I can get a moustache, but I have a little gap between here and here on my beard. So I would never get one because it would look odd if I grew the handlebar moustache, stopped there, had another gap and then went down there. But yes, I would like one. And I think they are pretty funky, aren't they? I don't know what else to say about that, really, the, the moustache. But um, yeah, it's a great one, isn't it? Thunder Lips, wasn't it? That was his name Thunder in Rocky Lips, Three. Right. Thunder yeah. Oh, glorious. Going to yeah. break you in half like this. Yeah. I've had a handlebar moustache once. We went on a holiday to Scotland and I have no idea why I decided to shave in that way. And it was only for that holiday. I don't think I, I think as soon as I came home, I just, I don't know what I did with it. Because I think I've ever had, I think I have had a moustache, but I don't, mine doesn't grow full enough, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. It just doesn't have the body to do it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a choice. Uh, handlebar moustache, that kind of one, and it's blonde yeah. as well. Blonde, yeah, blonde moustache, bright blonde, isn't it? Yeah, tend to be if you're Beautiful. far enough away, you can't quite, you can't quite make it out. Well, you could on him because he was always so well tanned. Well, that he? is true. That's yeah. true. Mm. If anybody's true. seen the Kim Kardashian photos today, where she's gone blonde and done blonde eyebrows, it looks like she's just completely got rid of her eyebrows. And she's got her ass hanging out as well. I mean, uh, that, was, be. that was, I mean, that wasn't blonde. That was just. Big, yeah. Kind of things. I'm, I'm going to absolutely rock your world now, gentlemen. Go on then. I'm going to 
honestly, this is this this was something that took me aback. This was one of my things that went, oh my god, that is not a handlebar moustache that you're not? talking about. Dun, it is dun, not. Dun. It is. It is a horseshoe moustache. Wow. Hulk Hogan has a horseshoe moustache. Merv Hughes has a horseshoe moustache. Right. right. But what, pray tell, is a handlebar moustache? I hear you cry from the rafters. That wouldn't be Jimmy Edwards had a handlebar moustache. Yes, it would. Ah. A handlebar moustache is one that comes off the face and creates... A handlebar. Oh, you can have okay. tiny ones. You can have long ones. But the ones that come down the face, a la village people, that's a horseshoe moustache. I'm learning. I was so much. very yeah. pleased when I, when I read that. Thomas Hardy, big handlebar moustache wearer. Wouldn't think mm. it. Handlebar moustache, you wouldn't think Thomas Hardy. Wyatt mm. Earp, handlebar. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I mean, please. I mean, if this isn't worth getting, coming and being a patron for all of the information you're learning tonight, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this is amazing. I mean, seriously. What? I mean, you know, <sighs> honestly, Stalin, handlebar. <laughs> never think Stalin was the handlebar moustache wearer, but he was. He was. There Max. you go, you learned. There you go, Neil. We've, we've been schooled on the handlebar moustache because I would have, I would have put my. Like my week's wages on Hulk Hogan being a handlebar moustache, but ladies and gentlemen, is a horseshoe moustache, and it makes perfect horseshoe sense when you think it does it. make absolute, absolute sense. Now, now you said it out loud, and now yeah. we've got a visual. Yeah, yeah. We won't make that mistake again. That's for sure. Okay, uh, my number ten, uh, and I'm sure Mr. Downey will tell us what kind of moustache it is. Uh, Burt Reynolds. From Smokey oh. and the Bandit. Oh, that's my number three. Is that your number three? <laughs> yeah. wow. It's another Gloria, person that's... that I associate with moustaches. And another He's guy. My, that... number, my number six. Your number six. My number six. That's another guy that never looked the, the same, never looked as rugged and handsome without a moustache. Mm. Burt yeah. Reynolds. He always looked great with facial hair. Um, yeah. And I mean, his films were fantastic. But as a person, just under the cowboy hat, the moustache, you know, the, the wig, if he was you know, not wearing a hat, maybe, but... Um, allegedly. An, an icon, allegedly, yeah. An iconic. And even in like Boogie Nights, when it's grey, when he's got the grey moustache, mm. still oh, looks yeah. absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. is that the first one where all three of us have got him? Yeah, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, Burt Reynolds. Uh, right then, Tim. And, and that, so... Is Burt Reynolds the same as a Tom Selleck? Is that a Chevron moustache, would you say? No, it's not. Oh! It's a walrus. Really? A walrus. That's what that's called. It's when it's slightly heavier and it begins to just droop down the sides but stops. Wow. It's straight. That's something different. But then it just pulls down a little. It's a walrus. It's a walrus. I'm bold. I'm bold. I was... As you can imagine how excited I was by this research. Like, it's been <laughs> fabulous. I can imagine that, like, your agent's there with all these scripts. Uh, Tim, we've got all these offers for you. I, I can't look at those scripts at the moment. Yes, I'm trying to find out the name of these moustaches. Do you have any idea what Burt Reynolds' moustache is? No, of course you don't. I love the dedication, Tim. Right then, Tim, your number nine then, please. My number nine, a little bit of left field, um, but let me describe it, and I think you'll you'll uh, you'll hopefully agree. 
is uh, the singer songwriter David Crosby from oh. Crosby, Stills and Nash. Oh, he certainly His had a style, big push, didn't he? It's unbelievable. It's uh, it's again the walrus, but as I like to call it, a dishevelled walrus. It was yeah. incredible. It looks like an eagle nowadays. He looks like a like some soaring eagle, mm. but it was very long and straggly, and he kept it like below the bottom lip. For a, I mean, for as long as I've ever seen photographs of him, from like the mm. age of probably mid twenties, right the way through till till today. But mm. it's an absolute iconic look of that sixties generation. Is mm. Crosby's moustache, along with you know Neil, you know Neil Young with his wonderful mutton chops, and uh, and then the obviously you know Stephen Stills being very uh, being very slick. Graham Nash of course full beard, full set. Yes. Um, you get a kind of age of beards throughout that entire yeah. uh, CSNY generation, which is just, yeah. for me, thrilling. Absolutely thrilling. And David um, Crosby always reminds me of a walrus. I mean, he, he just needs the tusks, and yeah. he's, he's pretty much yeah. there. You know? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, mm. and he's, you know, he's quite annoyed at things, mostly. <laughs> so that all <laughs> comes into play. <laughs> so, you know, wonderful. Love him to bits. I think he's an extraordinary songwriter, but he can be quite annoyed at things mm. quite, yeah. quite frequently. But That's yeah, he would one. absolutely be my be my number nine, David Crosby. Fabulous. And my wife would kill me if he if he wasn't included. Right. A big fan. Right. I mean, you can't really you can't argue with that. It is a is a magnificent moustache. Mm. Oh, magnificent. I mean, I must admit, I he's one of those kind of guys. I've never I've not looked at photographs of him in the 60s, but he doesn't seem to change. No. He always seems to look the sort of same all the way through the years. <laughs> yeah, I know what yes. you mean. With a big moustache. Yeah, and that moustache, as much as Selleck, has remained preened and beautiful and full of luster. Crosby has always looked like it should do with the trick. You've got it hasn't lengthened or shortened. You've got to trim that up a little bit, but it just hasn't since the mid sixties, right yeah. way through the twenty twenty. <laughs> it's just exactly it's the same length, just straggly over that lip. And I've had moustaches where you kind of go, do you know what? I'm, I've I've had enough today, or for a week or so, and it's gone over just slightly, sort of touches the bottom, and it becomes a real yeah. thing trying yeah. to kind of pass it like like a curtain. That's when you need yeah. one of those little Victorian things you were talking about that just kind of lift it so yes. you can drink. And <laughs> yeah. <play. laughs> that was uh, wonderful. Okay, then, Neil, you're number nine. So there are certain people that can grow a moustache that then once they've grown them, it becomes the pivotal feature of what you see. And Sam Elliott, the actor, is one of these oh. people. He grows a mighty fine moustache. Um, and it... I, another another person that you always associate his performances with moustaches as well. Yeah, that's um, my number five, especially Tombstone, the Tombstone moustache. Yes, you see that that must have been a um, handlebar, I would say. Yeah. Isn't that a handlebar when the Tombstone? I suppose it would. Like, but it's why, it would be handlebar. Yeah, yeah, yeah handlebar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that handlebar unless it has because uh, there's other ones where you get a little soul patch or slightly longer soul patch with this and that's the zapper apparently oh right. right because didn't he have a little soul patch in Tombstone or was it just I don't know he might have had remember. a little kind of pointy yeah, I, I can have a look I can or is he look. just like whiskery and then with the big moustache I can't remember but he he's always got such a great moustache hasn't he he's just one of yeah. those people yeah. he knows how to get a Full moustache. No, it was just a tash. It just was a just a tash. Yeah. He is one of those guys. Like, Go on, Tim. 
No, no, I was just going to say also in uh, Big Lebowski as well. He appears in Lebowski, isn't he? He's the, he is. The yeah. of the bar. And he just kind of describes the sort of tumbleweed. That's yeah. right. And, and Roadhouse. Yeah. He was and Patrick Swayze's yes. oh, mentor yes. in Roadhouse. Yeah, oh. with a cracking moustache. Yeah. Nobody messed with you when you got a moustache like that. He's always yeah. got just a great moustache, a great head of hair, great moustache. He's just oh, like one of those guys that had the, the genes were perfect when it came to the hair. Which I, I, I always get very, very. Then it was such a maudlin, and I start like getting wistful when I start talking about great heads of hair because it just uh, has gone. But he just wakes up and just leaves. Yeah, (laughs) oh, oh dear. Right, Uh, mine number nine. Now this is a first for this podcast. What episode number is this? Fifty nine, and I've never done uh, something in a top ten where we have the guest here as the person that's in the top 10. So, ladies and gentlemen, my number nine is Tim Downey. Oh. Wow. <laughs> well done, if there is anybody that wears a moustache in such a, an immaculate condition uh, and looks so cool, it is our guest right here. And like oh. I say, I was going to say, watch on YouTube because just look at that moustache, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he hasn't got one, so... <laughs> Get some sort of like sharpie. Just, yes, there will be a just, picture uh, coming up uh, of uh, of you uh, in Toast of London because I think that is that is the quintessential downy moustache. I think that should be called a downy. They I should think, call yeah. that a downy. Mm. I think so. We should start that cult without I a shadow. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I just I as soon as we said that we were going to do this as as a top 10, I thought, well, I have to put you in the top 10. And I thought it's going to be, a, it's going to be a little bit too much if I put you at number one. I just really think, you know, but I think okay. your, your place in my top 10, I think is assured and uh, should be celebrated. So. Oh, well, bless you. And I would say that is probably, uh, that's, a, that's, that's a high ranking, high ranking. And I would class that as an utter win and uh, an honour. And you're Absolute above Burt Reynolds. I mean, it can't I mean, get any better than that. It does not get any better than that. <laughs> but I might as well. This has been great, guys. Thanks very much. No problem. <laughs> It'll be on all the, all the official new TV uh, websites tomorrow. Tim Downey um, retires from acting as his moustache is better than Burt Reynolds. There you go. It'll be the People would understand. People yes. would understand. Of course they would. Of course they would. Right. So, Tim, your number eight, please. Right, number eight, a little bit, little bit left field again. I'm going to go Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, okay. Now, his, his style, the lampshade. Just want to throw that in as well, just to keep that theme going. The lampshade. The lampshade. It's where it is slightly lower and then comes down like a lampshade. A lampshade. Mm-hmm. So it's fuller. It's not a pencil, but it's fuller, sort of half lip and comes down. Anyway, um... And my reason for this was actually quite a good story that I was reading about Edgar Allan Poe. And that's the, the famous picture we know of Edgar Allan Poe, um, of him wearing a moustache. For probably about 95% of Poe's life, he never had a moustache. Oh, right. He just decided about a week or so before this photo was taken that he would experiment with facial hair. And just thought to himself, well, you know, I'll just, maybe I'll grow a little something. See. See if that brightens my mood. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, he grew this moustache and then a friend of his says, oh, you know, I've got this uh, this newfangled thing called a camera. Why don't I take a photo? Yeah, all right, take a photo. And then boom, that's how we now know Edgar Allan Poe. But he rarely was a moustache wearer, although now we know him as 
a mustachioed raven. Yeah. That, that, uh, that he... So did he carry on wearing the mustache afterwards, or was it like once the photograph was taken, he thought, no, I've had enough I of I actually think, and I could be wrong, please don't write in, that shortly after that photograph was taken, he died. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> do with the growth of the mustache. He wasn't a happy man. He wasn't a happy uh... man. And I think, yeah, he didn't. He didn't live long, did our Edgar oh, Allan Poe. I'm not laughing at the um, death of Edgar Allan Poe. I'm laughing at the absolutely not. We should never do that. <laughs> no, but no. It's it's a sad thing. I mean, it could have had. You know, he, it, the moustache could have had such a wonderful career of its own. Indeed, but it was very much cut short. I I uh, I feel and. Um, yeah, so my eight would be Edgar Allan Poe for the tragic story and for the now captured in sepia, his image forever, for every Halloween costume that will ever be when someone says, shall I go as Edgar Allan Poe? And no one's going to put their hand up and say, yes, but for 95% of his life, he never had a costume. <laughs> People will not do that. But the trouble um, is, if it is, a, it is a costume for Halloween, it's the moustache that people are going to know and go, you're Edgar Allan Poe. If he's just walking around just in, in exactly. period costume, people are going to wonder who he is. Mm. Exactly. You can dress it up with a raven on the shoulder with some box with a heart in it and people are still going to go, I don't know, Cenobite, something yeah. like that. No, yeah. not, a, not Sandman. You're Sandman. Yes. No! Look <laughs> around, Poe, where's the moustache? Yeah. 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 Got got the Boom, got it. Yeah, got it. And everyone would know. There you go. Uh, go on then, Neil, you're number eight. So, um, I've spoken to Pav about this um, before. This one went in and out, in and out, and it's basically because it's a very iconic and famous moustache that wasn't actually a real moustache, and it's Groucho Marx. Oh, Um, Oh, yes. So I am going to put this on there. I am going to put it out there because when you start to think of moustaches, he is one of the people that instantly, to me, comes up. Um, Even so that they replicated all of his style in the joke shops where you could buy the glasses with the nose and the moustache attached already. And I think it's, it's worthy of a shout-out because it is full. But w- the more you look at the pictures, the more you realise. When I was younger, I actually didn't realise it was a drawn-on moustache. Yeah, yeah. And it's only when you get older that you realise there it was. But, yeah, there we are. Groucho Marx. You've got a, a name in a list with actual no hair on your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that was your number eight then, Neil. Groucho Marx. My number eight... Um, I think it's the only musical one that I've got, but it's Freddie Mercury. Um, another one, another one where Freddie Mercury without a moustache always used to frighten me as a kid. Just he just did. He just has one of those kind of faces, and also the um, uh, the leotards and the way that he moved mm. it really frightened me as a as a kid. But as a as a but with the moustache, I don't know. He just seemed a lot more accessible. He just seemed a lot more. I I don't know quite how. I can explain it, but I... He seemed like a rock star. He seemed like a rock star, mm. yeah. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's the best. And also the vest and the jeans and the stuff like that. Mm. It, it was a lot more... I sort of enjoyed him, his Live Aid performance, and obviously all things like that. And what sort of moustache did he have, do we know? Ooh. Over to our uh, moustache. Oh, the Mercury. I would say, well, it's... it's uh, thank you. Thank you for coming up to moustache. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll have been on countdown when you go... When you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I would say from what I've from what I've seen, and I have a, a very helpful spreadsheet of different moustaches. Um, wow. Let's have a look. Mm, I would say it could be Painter's Brush. Painter's, Painter's Brush. Painter's Brush. Okay. I would hasten to add. 
Okay. That's, what like that. that's what I'm feeling. Okay, we're going to have that. And, and it's Tim, Tim over at Tash Towers is what we'll call it for when, Tash we're, when, when we want our uh, little bit of Tash facts. Um, okay, so that's uh, my number eight. So, Tim, your number seven, please. Right, number seven. So um, I have decided to go uh, slightly fictional uh, on this one. And, I'm, and I've gone Poirot. Okay. As a, a famous... Famous Tash wearer, and for the multitude of styles that certain actors have then done his moustache in. Um, obviously, the Suchet is apparently the closest to what Agatha Christie wrote. Very neat, very precise, uh, and imperial. Uh, what is that little moustache? Technically, it's part of the handlebar family, just so you know, nice. as the ends do come away from the face, just so we know which branch the family comes from here so we're not all just you know all at sea as to yes i know but where's it from um but yeah so it's a little imperial that he's got there but then if you kind of look at the sort of a trajectory of how certain actors have done it like the ustinov was slightly more disheveled small quite neat but physically disheveled then as you kind of drift the finny starting a bit getting a bit rugged and then when we end with the branner which is just one of the most extraordinary looking. I mean, mm-hmm. it's enormous. Yeah. I mean, it's such a massive handlebar moustache. Never the, not the Imperial at all. Mm. Yes, same family, but it just pushed it to an extraordinary uh, degree. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think Poirot is, I mean, it's part of his whole look, his whole thing. When he's awoken on the blue train, for instance, he has his moustache in a tiny moustache hammock in order to <laughs> keep it neat whilst he's travelling, which I think we should all all think about doing at some Absolutely. point. Nothing sexier, gentlemen. Nothing yeah. finer than to, to be awoken in the middle of the night on your long train journey with a moustache hammock to yeah. rush outside with a candle. Yeah. Um, I mean, amazing. Do we, do we know if the Branner is... Is grown, or if that was a stuck-on moustache? I believe it was stuck-on. I do have a friend who was in Murder on the Orient Express, and I will ask, but I do I do think that was stuck-on. Right. Because that would take such a long time to grow and cultivate, because it is enormous. Yeah. It's like a small mouse. It's, it's yeah. massive. Um, but yes, I do think that must be that must be applied. The same way as when Johnny Depp played Mordecai, which has a very mm. similar moustache. That was... That was put on as right, well. Right, right. I, I do like that film, Mordecai. We did put that. I, I can't remember which 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 mm. top ten that was, but it ended up being in my top ten. I just find that a very very carry on esque um, yeah. Mordecai, um, a bit ridiculous, but I I enjoyed it. Anyway, I digress. Neil, you're number seven, please. So um, there's a few actors that always grow a great moustache. Daniel Day Lewis is another one. He, he he grows a mighty fine tash. And especially when he plays Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood. That is mm. a great, great uh, celluloid moustache right there on the screen, fluffing out in front of you. I, I think it's a great one. And I envy, I've got a bit of moustache envy for people like that. Whereas I can grow a moustache, I don't seem to be able to get the full experience. And I would quite like, something like he had in that that would be fun for a few days is that a handlebar uh over to tim at tash towers is that a handlebar well interesting um daniel day lewis in gangs of new york handlebar as mm. a little is yes. butcher bill i think it is that's, that's right, right. Yes. Yes. yes but then he is more 
It's more of a walrus that he, I think he has in Elwood Blood. It's thick and full. It is very thick, only kind yeah. of quite neat. It's neat. It's it's thicker than a Selic, um, but it's got that, you know, that sort of Sam Elliott sort of uh, sort of fullness. But it's right. not... Mm. Sam Elliott is just acutely gifted. So that comes out like a, you know, like a, like a road sweeper ready for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I would say, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, walrus, definite. A walrus, but okay. a great moustache nonetheless. A great oh, moustache, yeah, absolutely wonderful. It is, isn't it? A thing of of actors that they they seem to have the gift of being able to grow great facial hair. Or, I mean, there's a, there's a couple in my like coming up in mind that they always seem to have really. Uh, but then again, how much of that is actually stuck on? Is it is it that good that you can tell between a stuck on beard and moustache and a real beard and moustache? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I don't think you can get a... I don't think you can... There is something about a real moustache and beard that that you know, just because it's just so much part of your face, you're not having to... Mm. And you'll see people kind of doing that and kind of rubbing their face and that kind of thing. And that's when you know it's not... it's re- That's real. Because yeah. there's no way you could get away with, you know, someone doing all that kind of stuff or even pulling it to twirl it uh, without it coming off. You just you just couldn't couldn't do that. But the, but the fake ones do look, do look good. You do have to be a little bit more sort of dainty uh, mm. with them. They don't give yeah. you as much freedom, um, which is why I liked having it for Toast and Upstart Crow and everything and grew that beard for Upstart Crow, just because you think, well, if I'm if I'm going to have this now for the next six to eight weeks, 
I'd rather just grow it in and just leave it rather than constantly be having someone coming in going just it's a little bit more okay yeah. fine, <laughs> fine fine thank you thank you okay okay we're ready we're ready is yeah. it fine is it okay mm. okay yeah it always reminds yeah. me of um star wars attack of the clones you can tell when they did the reshoots because ewan mcgregor's beard is shocking it really is, that, that it is a stuck-on beard because he's a he's a very good beard and hair yes. grower you know he can grow nicely and you can t- and you can, he also like you were saying earlier on about the way you talk when you've got a stuck on beard or a stuck on moustache you can tell because he's his mouth is very sort of he's going <laughs> when he's laughing because almost like he doesn't want the beard to peel off when he if he laughs properly so it yeah. always puts me off it always puts me off uh okay my number seven um is borat so sasha baron cohen he seems well that's my number six. Oh, well there you go Ooh. um yeah, he's. It's now. I would love to know. I'm assuming is that that must be like is that a chevron? It's a very or is it a walrus? It's a very thick. I think it's a walrus because it's very full. It's high yeah. and full. Yeah, I would say that's that's probably a walrus. Yeah, and he seems to be another another guy, Sasha Baron Cohen, that has no problems in being able to to grow any kind of hair i mean like as in facial hair i mean <laughs> i mean he, he seems like he's the sort of guy that would be hairy everywhere i don't know but looking at him you could sort of imagine that he is he does a lot of waxing i would i would imagine i don't know him i don't know whether he does but you just imagine that if he just let it all just go he'd be hairy everywhere yeah it feels a yeah. little bit too personal i'm saying <laughs> 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 I don't know him from Adam and I'm just saying that he's just got hairs everywhere but but it's a it's a great it also is very good as a comedy tool within that character isn't it it's it's the look the whole look when you when you first saw the publicity stills of him with the mankini giving him yeah. all that with his was hilarious back mm. then I mean obviously it's been done to death and we've seen it many times replicated or tried to be Done, but yeah, it worked so well. The moustache was a part of the costume that made it so funny. Well, it was a way to to change the the view from him being Ali G to being yeah, Borat, yeah, wasn't it? And yeah, just a, a different part of his costume, like you said. Um, right, so that was your number six, now, wasn't it? Right, so it we're at number six. So uh, Tim Burt Reynolds was your number six. Burt Reynolds, uh, my number with six the, with the walrus. Uh, Neil, your oh, number yes. six is Borat. It was. My number six was Hulk Hogan. So now it's back to Ooh. you, Tim, with your number five. What what a what a sort of a hub number six was. Goodness indeed. Me. Indeed. Now look at that. We've all, all we, come together. Ready all aligned. For <laughs> yeah. Um right. Uh so my number five. Number five, Richard Pryor. Oh, okay. One of my yes. absolute comedy heroes a great moustache wearer mm. and wore it sort of probably, I think the moustache is kind of one of the unsung things about Richard Pryor because mm. it makes it very funny yeah. as well. It's a great addition in, is it what Superman is he in? in it's not a great, it's Superman 2. 3. Superman no, two. 3, sorry, three. 3. Superman 3. Sorry. Yeah, and he's brilliant. It's not the greatest film in the world, but he's brilliant in that and that moustache mm. plays its role really really well and i you know i he's a he's just a phenomena anyway and i just think that just adds that little element much like the borat thing does with comedians is a moustache kind of just elongate it widens the face it kind of gives an extra kind of dimension to comedy that's why you know chaplin does it in the 
in the yeah. um the great dictator and why it's such a sort of funny thing it's a humorous thing and as an appendage it's the kind of ah that's that's good and there are such enormous great comic creations that play on that um play on that moustache and so my yeah richard richard Pryor, and i would almost put in brackets eddie murphy as well because yeah. i wouldn't have even thought oh yeah yeah of course he does he does have a moustache and again you just kind of don't realize that it, that it, that he does yeah yeah there are certain people as well that like i've said that some people have faces that are born to have moustaches it's when they have moustaches and then when you see them without them is it that they they feel more welcoming when they've got a moustache or there's something a little bit more just i don't i don't quite know how to explain it is it like a doormat <laughs> no no it's like you you seem to you accept the person more because they've got a moustache than when they haven't got a moustache yeah. i don't quite it's just a feeling of security that they feel they that they look better with a moustache than without i yeah. i'm not explaining myself very well yeah. Because there was a couple of films I remember watching Richard Pryor in that didn't have a moustache, and I thought again it doesn't look right. I don't feel comfortable until yeah. But the, the toy mean, was one that he had that that he had a moustache, yes, and it was one yeah. of those kind of movies that I really enjoyed him in it. And obviously things like Stir Crazy and stuff like that. Mm. See no evil, hear no evil. That yeah, with uh, with with Gene. Yeah, you go yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it just adds adds that extra something to already, you know, an extraordinary perform, but it just gives it a little, little edge. That's a great one. Absolutely great one. Yeah. Uh, go on then, Neil, you're number five. So um, we talked about moustaches having performances and uh, a life of their own. And comedy is obviously instrumental in a great moustache. So if I was to say the toothbrush moustache, we could think of many people, but I'm going to go for Oliver Hardy. That's my number four. Ooh, yeah. wonderful. I'm going to yep. overtake because probably like Pav, it's the the comedian that well comedians that I watched growing up religiously, and I still watch them religiously now. So it is a part and parcel of my childhood and humour building. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just, I mean, we need to take this back from being called a, a Hitler moustache, Pav, <laughs> and bring it back to being known as a toothbrush moustache. I think. I know, but it would have to be somebody very, very brave to bring that back to the like the the fashion I, of the day. I believe it? Richard Herring tried it for a while, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, did. he, just, he really did, he did to try and bring it back. How you yeah, are. yeah, yeah, mm. brave, very brave, very yeah. brave. But I mean, it was obvious. Now, now, if I'm right, was it? Did Hitler get the idea of the moustache from Charlie Chaplin, or was it the other way round? I think it was the Hitler got it from Charlie Chaplin, didn't he? I, th- I believe I mean, Hitler, could, Hitler very easily could have got it from Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, we yeah. just we just don't know. I mean, it could have gone all the way, all the way back. He might have been yeah. a very big Poe fan and yeah. thought, "I like that." As a man who's worn a moustache all his life, it was ninety five percent. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and and is Neil right, Tim? Is that called a toothbrush moustache? It is. Well it done, is Neil. Indeed. It was, you see, a little bit of research. Very impressed, Neil. I'm very impressed. Well done. Um, so my number five was Sam Elliott. Um, for me, it's specifically Tombstone is the one that I'm very impressed with. Uh, so, Tim, you're number four, please. Right. And now, now we're going to the business end. Yeah. And so th- this was tricky. This was tricky. So what, how do I put these in and where do I put them? And then I was thinking, okay, I was thinking, do I put this in? Do I not? I was playing around with it. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it 
Because the minute I say it, you'll have an image and you'll go, yeah, absolutely. And that is uh, the KFC Colonel. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That is the classic Van Dyke moustache, obviously named after, as I said before, the Flemish painter, Um, but not often considered to be Flemish in origin. More so, we more think about that style of moustache as being like a gunslinger, like Doc Holliday and things like that. But it is, in fact, Flemish in uh, in its origin and uh, and family family tree of said style moustaches. Other ones in the family would obviously be the circle moustache, Will Smith, for instance. Borat, uh, not Borat, obviously Ali G. Right. Circle, goatee, like David Brent. Things like that. They are all part of the uh, the Van Dyke family. Wow. Um, no one wears it better, in my eyes, than finger licking <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Yes, that's a that's great a, one. I didn't even think of that. That, no, that is a great I. one. That I think may, maybe the fact I, I've been on a health kick and I haven't had like fast food for 108 days, so maybe that was a reason that I didn't even think of like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I think if it had been a normal like 110 days ago, that would have been my number one. I'd have thought about him straight away. Very good. Yeah, very, very good. Choice. good. Um, a finger licking choice, as as Tim said. Uh, Gone in Neil, you're number four. So this is a moustache out of a particular movie from an actor, and it's um, we've spoken about it on numerous podcasts when we talk about this film. We always bring up this guy. Kurt Russell in The Hateful Eight has what I would consider mm. a behemoth of a moustache. Yes. And boy, doesn't he wear it well. <laughs> he really does. And there's moustache envy again. It is, just looks so plump. I, I don't know what the word would yeah. be. Yeah, full. It's a great, full. Glorious. Full. Yeah. Yeah. The, all those words can be banded around to Kurt Russell's moustache in The Hateful Eight. I mean, he grows great facial hair anyway, but I think, that, I, I mean, I think that one really does stand out as a highlight of his facial hair roles. Mm. Mm. I agree. I would agree. I would agree. I will absolutely agree. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can cut. I can cut. <laughs> Almost feel like you should be like twirling your moustache yeah. while you say that. I can curse. Yeah. Would you? Would you? Would you? Who would like an amusing fact about Kurt Russell's beard? Oh yes, please. please. Anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> no brainer. The style of Kurt Russell's beard in that particular film is called the Hulahi. It's a hula-he beard. Hula-hee. It's where you get big mutton, big mutton chops, and then it joins into a moustache. It was the style favoured by, uh, to a lesser extent, Lemmy from Motorhead, had a very similar mm. right. thing, but it was a bit more chiselled. Any Prussian aristocrat or any sort of Victorian botanist would have that, <laughs> that idea. Now, the word hula you would imagine is um, sort of like Prussian or some sort of Russian aristocracy or something like that, but it's not. The beard is named after a Hawaiian palace, the Hulahi Palace in Hawaii. There you go. But, uh, is that because of the, shape that? of the shape of the palace is the same as the shape of the beard? or Apparently it was, it was a style, again, much like when the British took over India, they didn't really have any facial hair, but then when when the English did, they started growing that handlebar moustache, which then became a style within the kind of officer classes. And I think when the kind of colonial 
the Americans went to Hawaii, there was a style of that particular beard that then just took off. And it's usually these, usually these things that then take take off is those are oh, okay. So we will assimilate and therefore we will grow our hair the same as the same as uh, the same as that. Next but it's, time... it's, a, it's a blend, it's a blend of styles. Right. From the the sort of long sideburns, the burn side, and also another style called the Franz Joseph style. Right. Um, the thinner version of that. But the big one, the big one we all want to be kind of wandering around finding daisies in the Himalayas. That is the the hula he. I'm gonna I'm gonna so impress my wife next time we watch the hateful eight. I'm just gonna go, that's a hula he beard. She'll go, what are you talking about? Just listen to the go. podcast, love. Just listen yeah. to the podcast. Wonderful. Honestly. Okay. Thrilled. So, Thrilled with that. Again, that was I fantastic. That, yes. Well done. Um, so my number four was Oliver Hardy. Uh, so, Tim, your number three, please. Right. Number three. This is a, a big one. Big, a huge, I'd like to say, a huge influence within my moustache life. And maybe something that probably assimilated through me through childhood in order to then when I grew mine to think, yeah, yeah, this is, this is good. So my number three is Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> and oakley that, that oakley, oakley indeed oakley, because that's a, it's a phenomenal moustache. It's mm. rarely, rarely kind of mentioned. I think he shaved it off once or twice during the entire mm. Simpson oof. Um, I think one time was because Homer said, "You've got to shave that off because people have got people think you've got something to hide." And then he ended up getting a co- like a commercial, didn't he? he? Goes, "Oh, look at all That's these right. red residuals that keep going in." Um, but Flanders' style, I don't think I can do any better than to quote him in what his style is. He is referred to his moustache as the nose neighbor, Mister Tickles, the soup strainer. The cookie duster, the push broom, and obviously my personal favourite, Dr. Fuzzenstein. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, yeah. That is a fantastic one. That is awesome. I mean, it is. I mean, with you, with your moustache, if they ever do a live action Simpsons, you've got to go up, at least go up for an audition for that. Absolutely okay. I mean, obviously, (laughs) straight away. Or if they do a British version, uh, live version of The Simpsons, they shouldn't even, they should just offer you the part. I think you would be perfect. Straight out, straight Straight out. out. I would have to get quite ripped. um, Yeah, that is true. Mm. Quite, quite ripped. But I will do, I will do that because of the man. So yes. that's fine. <laughs> that's 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 yeah, it's a done deal. Come on, yeah, Hollywood boffins, get on it straight away. Come on, uh, <laughs> right. So Neil, your number three was Burt Reynolds. It was uh, my number three, Matt Berry, Stephen Toast. Oh, a yes. glorious, glo- and here's another guy, glorious head of hair. Um, whether he's got a beard or moustache, but I think the. The neatness and the fullness of his Stephen Toast moustache mm. is is also another thing to behold. It's like to have two amazing moustaches in one, three if you count Ray Purchase three. as well. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, not you... since the days of Dad's Army has there Indeed. been as many moustaches. <laughs> three at one time. But let's, even then, Dad's Army. Honest, didn't have, let's let's they, say it as it is. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't have those as, as full and glorious moustaches as they have in. in wow. Absolutely not. So he had to be in there. Um, Apologies that he is above you, 
but uh, but it is. I think everything I see Matt Berry in. I mean, obviously he didn't in the IT crowd. He didn't have a mustache, did he? But he has that wonderful, luxurious, thick, wavy hair that is just is glorious. Anyway, it's the it's the full package. You instantly know when you kind of see that hair with the streak with the mustache. You instantly know, and that's why it's such a you know a genius comedy creation. Is you need those little things that you go, yeah, I know exactly, I know exactly what that is. Yeah, and with the word yes, <laughs> you go, yeah, you instantly. You get it, and that's and, why it's in that. You know, I mean, you've been that you've characters been in, in that. The presence right. of that mustache is it as glorious in real real life as oh, it is yeah, on the absolutely. screen? Oh yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing fake about that. That's a full, <laughs> full luster bang. There it is, like a bear's been just foraging. Yeah, inside <laughs> has left that as a little gift. Um, yeah, it's magnificent. It's wonderful yeah. to see. And when you kind of bring purchase into that, like those that whole sequence when we were in doing the the dubbing for the for the for the German porn. <laughs> That's one go, of the greatest is quite scenes ever. Three very strong moustaches in one in one uh, space. There's a, I love that. There's a space oh, 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 I love yes. that scene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just for anybody that is listening, if you <laughs> Become a member of Patreon. I will put that scene in the video playlist for our patron, just so that that noise I just made then has some kind of context. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you'll, understand, you'll understand what I mean when I was making that noise. Um, okay, so let, where are we now? That was my number three. So we're now, Tim, at your number two, please. Right, number two. Um, I've gone for a uh, a classic. A classic, I like to think. Uh, that brings together many styles of comedy, many different types of humour, uh, some very old school and some very nostalgic and vintage, but I've gone for Dick Dastardly. Oh, yes. My number two from Wacky Races. The ha- the, the moustache mm. itself, yes, it's a handlebar, I hear you cry. Of course it is. But it is also um, a also known as The Englishman. That idea, I don't know why, it's the most, most un-English thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Anything that kind of comes straight off of this kind of angle. Yeah. Apparently that that's how the world used to see us. There's this, maybe it's because we were sneaky or something something not to be trusted. Um, but the Dick Dastardly character is an old vaudevillian mm. style of comedy, that idea, that quite sort of one-dimensional, yeah, you know, lady tiled on the rail track. Silent movie kind of, kind of villain. Silent yeah. movie. Exactly, and mm. it's an amalgam, and then and then Hanna Barbera used that model on lots of other different style of cartoons. So Dick Dastardly appears in two other versions of him, and there's one where he's called Whiplash. So I was like, oh, that's a funny, it's a strange name. I wonder why why he's called that. And apparently, a Whiplash in vaudevillian terminology is a villain, right? right. So he was called Whiplash something i can't remember what it was but it also plays into like marvel have a character who's evil called whiplash and so mm. there's all they're all kind of tied together is that this kind of evil characters are called whiplashes um because maybe they just kind of come in they do the thing that kind of disturbs everything and then leave um but his his style is fun i mean it's phenomenal you instantly know it's one of those instantly recognizable images mustaches and you go yes that's the guy. He's obviously evil. He looks English. He sounds English. He has the English moustache that obviously comes off in that very English way that all Englishmen <laughs> in the early 20th century wear. Where it goes, you know. um, yeah. And I don't even know where that has come from. Like, literally, I was Googling it, looking at it, going, there must be a reason why that moustache 
is called The Englishman. Mm. But I've never, I have never even seen like a ye olde picture of someone ever with an English moustache that comes out in that, in that way. It's such yeah. a peculiar thing. But there we But go. it is weird because that is like the, you think of the old black and white silent movies, like you say, with the, the woman on the tracks and the, the, mm. the twizzling of the, of the, Moustache was always the. But that's weird. Yeah. It's called the Englishman. Yeah, very yeah. strange. With a kind of cigarette on a, a little kind of holder. Yes, yeah. And a top hat, or maybe that's a right. cloak. They yeah. got together. Maybe, yeah. hazard, but, you know, that. <laughs> maybe a monocle as well. You have the monocle. Oh, all of that. You see, all, all of, of that. that. See, there's another Halloween costume. That is, isn't it? That's <laughs> Englishman. Um, right, Neil, your number, two, your number two was Tom Selleck. Good old Tom. Good old Tom with his um, uh, chevron. I had to made my notes there, so I got that one. Uh, my number two is Ron Swanson from uh, Parks and Rec. So Nick Offerman, another one who's very good at growing any kind of facial hair. He's he's uh, a very impressive, great head of hair as well. Um, but the one thing is, it's like you said, Tim, by um, Stephen Toast. The moustache is part of that character's makeup, if you like. Mm. It's, that's part mm. of his costume is this strong, thick, like a broom moustache. So is, is that a walrus moustache? That's that? a walrus. Is it? That's, uh, that's wow, I'm getting good at this. Straight down yes. the line walrus. My God, man. That's it. You're going to know what to ask for in the barbers come Monday. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the exam after this uh, after this, um, <laughs> this, this, this little bit of uh, stuff that we've been sorting out. But yeah, I think Nick Offerman is fantastic. Anybody that has... Have you, Neil, have you seen... I, I, I told you a few a few months ago. I've only just uh, I'm a new convert to it. Right. So I'm only on to the second series at the moment. But right, yeah, right, right. I am Tim, enjoying. Have you? Have you I've you... seen the whole thing. Yeah, yeah and he's brilliant. It just that moustache kind of frames his face in that kind of stern, unmoving. It's got to be breakfast foods. Yeah, kind of mm. just sense of sort of irritation at the world and just kind of annoyance that things aren't the way they should be. But that moustache gives him that. As much as it opens up Ned Flanders is friendly, that gives Swanson that just that air of don't even don't even come near me. Don't yeah. come near me. Don't talk to me. Don't even bother me. Yeah. yeah. Just give me steak and whiskey and a cigar and I'm happy. That's all he wants in life to keep himself happy. Uh, okay. So before we announce our number ones, uh, Tim, would you like to give us a countdown from 10 to 2. Then Neil will do the same, and then I'll do the same. So, number 10, Tom Selleck. Number 9, David Crosby. Number 8, the most famous moustache wearer of all time, Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> but 95% of the time, he didn't have a moustache. Number 7. But 95% of the time, he never wore one. <laughs> yes. number, number 7, Poirot in all his many guises. Number Six, Bert Reynolds. Number five, Richard Pryor. Number four, Colonel Sanders of KFC fame. Number three, the Ned Flanders is is is. <laughs> number two, Dick Dastardly. Don't say a number and one number yet. Number one. No, don't say number one yet. But I Wonderfully put done. Word. Wonderfully done. Uh, Neil, you're ten to two, please. So at number ten, we have the mighty fine Hulk Hogan. At number nine. The illustriously bushy Sam Elliott. Number eight, the fake Groucho Marx. Number seven, Daniel Day-Lewis as Daniel Plainview in There Will Be Blood. Number six, Borat. 
Number five, Oliver Hardy. Number four, Kurt Russell in The Hateful Eight. Number three, Burt Reynolds. And number two, The Selick. Nice. Uh, mine is number 10, Burt Reynolds. Number nine, the one and only Tim Downey. Number eight, Freddie Mercury. Dale. Number seven, Sasha Baron Cohen. Number six, Hulk Hogan. Five, Sam Elliott. Four, Oliver Hardy. Three, Matt Berry. And number two, Nick Offerman. So, Tim, what is your number one most famous moustache? My number one most famous moustache has to be Salvador Dali. Okay. He is, he even wrote a book about his own moustache called Dali's Moustache in 1954, where he styled himself in 28 separate images in different styles of his extraordinarily famous moustache, of which the style now is known as the Dali, but originally was known as the Menju moustache. That very thin, almost Englishman, no, 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 slightly more rakish that comes <laughs> that comes down and then is twisted or, or manoeuvred. But that very thin, long style, again, within the handlebar family, let's not forget this, let's not yeah. lose sight of that. No. Um, is, is the, the Menju moustache. But yes, Dali, without a doubt, use it in art. And it is so desperately iconic for his whole look and his kind of looseness and everything he stood for it. Dali's moustache is, yeah, seminal, famous. Yeah, so for me, for me, Salvador Dali. Is it is it unique? Is there anybody else famous that has ever had that Dali moustache? That long? No, I can't. I Genuinely, I cannot think of anyone, especially the way it was kind of so long and kind of curled, curled up. Yeah. I can't think. I mean, there, there probably no. is. I'll probably be proved very wrong, but... I can't think of anyone that has such a kind of because it's such a distinct, strong look. It's not like just having a big mustache. It's such yeah. a sort of an art thing that possibly only someone who is an artist could kind of carry that off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or you know, someone that works in East London uh, <laughs> <laughs> or that does voiceovers. You know, that kind yeah. of thing could really could really carry off. Um, yeah. But no, I don't think so. I think it's, I think it's, yeah, it's totally unique. And, totally we'll, unique. and if there is one, then it's absolutely copied because of Dali. Yeah. Mm. Great one. Great one. Go on then, Neil. You're number so, one. So he's been mentioned already. He has a painter's brush moustache. It is, of course, Freddie Mercury. Um, I associate... Freddie Mercury with a moustache, like a lot of people do. He, of course, had a career without it, but we don't count that because it wasn't the days where I was young and bopping along to it. You know, it's when I became to know and love Freddie's music that he always rocked the moustache. At Wembley, at Live Aid, he had that painter's brush in full glory. And I think, well, it was me, it was the first person I thought of and my most iconic moustache was Freddie in, well, I suppose the 80s, wasn't it, really? Yeah, it would have been, yeah. Mm. yeah. Because, it, again, sort of near the end of his life, he had it, gone it, again. It went it? again, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And like like you said, Pav, I didn't, he was almost unrecognisable without his moustache, really. He, he was almost two personalities. He looked so different between having and not having a moustache. But 
Yes, he's the one I think of, he thought of instantly when I was asked to do this. So I thought he must be my number one if he's the first thought I've had of somebody rocking a great moustache and a painter's brush one at that. There you go. Uh, So my number one is exactly the same reason. The first person I thought of, and you've already mentioned him, Neil, he was your number four, and it is Kurt Russell, specifically in The Hateful Eight. Mm. As soon as I saw the pictures of him in that movie, I've loved Kurt Russell because of his, again, he's got an amazing head of hair. And and, oh. and, and the beards that he, he has, um, I'm thinking of um, Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2, He's he's mm. got this you know, amazing beard and stuff. Even but right back to The Thing, he had a great thing, beard. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. But in The Hateful Eight, you know, I think it took me three watches of the movie just to stop staring at his beard and look at what everything else that was going on. <laughs> it is just a beautiful work of art. His his whole facial features when it comes to the hair. It's always about the hair. <laughs> I always I always start talking wistfully about about it. It's sort of like, oh, if only. <laughs> If only that's if I if if there was reincarnation, I'd come back as Kurt Russell's scalp. I think, I think that's what I'd come back as. I think it's um, it mm. is glorious is the word. Uh, before we um, move on, let's do those uh, quick honourable mentions. Uh, at and why not pod said obviously Burt Reynolds and Tom Selleck come top. But Kurt Russell has rocked some great tashes. Nick Offerman, Freddie Mercury, Hulk Hogan, Carl Weathers, Ned Flanders, Lionel Richie, and Clayne Crawford, mostly as rigs in the Lethal Weapon TV series. And although it's not technically a moustache, but Groucho Marx, grease paint tash deserves a mention, as does Henry Cavill's uh, Mission Impossible Fallout tash, tash, just for the effect it had on the Justice League reshoots. <laughs> Uh, Josh from Just Filming That Pod said Gary Oldman as Inspector Gordon in the Chris Nolan Batman films. Mm-hmm. So what would that be? Would that be a Chevron, that one? I was that a- I'm, just trying to, I'm trying to mentally pull it into my brain. But I th- yes, I think it would. I think yeah. that's a Chevron. I think that's a Chevron. Yeah. Um, at Downey Ducklings, uh, as you will know, Tim. Uh, Milo Veg- right, Ventimiglia, is that right? As Jack Pearson from This Is Us, Freddie Mercury, Ron Burgundy is another oh, one, yeah. uh, yes, and yes. Sam Elliott. Uh, the at FT LOL podcast Earl from My Name Is Earl. Uh, at Just Films and that said Charlie Chaplin. At Melanie Boy eight eight five says definitely the one and only Tim Downey. Oh. And Stu Grant said there is only one Burt Reynolds. So there you go. We did it. Now, before we do go, I have to say, um, ask you, Tim, the Brian Blessed Diaries. Oh, yes. They are glorious. Um, oh, where, where did that all come from? Um, it was something that uh, Matt, uh, James and I had, were doing many, many moons ago. Um, and we first of all did it as stand-up. Matt was doing it as uh, stand-up. And then we moved into doing some shorts. We did some shorts for Warner Brothers uh, a few years ago for Comedy Box. And then recently we all kind of got together again and thought, you know what, let's let's just let's just make it. Let's just do some things and we'll just get it out there. You know, and we were sitting down writing stuff and we thought, this is very funny. If it makes us laugh and it's funny, then we'll just we'll just film, we'll just film that. And we filmed them 
very quickly. Um, I've got slightly better at editing from the first one to now. I've worked out certain little tricks. You go, oh yeah, I can I can do this. Um, and James films them. Matt delivers, you know, possibly in my eyes, the most perfect sort of Brian Blessed impression that you're ever likely to see. Indeed. Um, and I also think it, it it's beginning to transcend that even becoming an impression. It's becoming a character of its own now. Mm. Um, sort of over and above that. Um, but yeah, it's it's great fun. We just enjoy doing them and putting them out and hopefully people people really enjoy them. I defy anybody. It's like the Coke Pepsi test. If you close your eyes, you wouldn't know which one was Brian Blessed and which one was Matt because the <laughs> the, the, the the voice is absolutely perfect. Oh yeah. It's yeah. it's it's crazy. I will we will put a couple of the episodes in our um video playlist. We'll we'll link them to the YouTube <clears throat> videos so that so that people can see because they are I look forward to whenever I see on the on Twitter that the, another one's dropped. It's always just like two or three minutes just of I mean the Timmy Mallet one was just like <laughs> I just I couldn't. Yeah. I was watching that at work, and I just couldn't stop laughing. And people were looking at me in a funny way because I was just laughing so much. So, for people listening to this, then where would they find that? Uh, they're at the on um, the Real Brian Blessed Twitter page. So find it there. There's a YouTube page as well uh, at Real Brian Blessed, um, and also if you look on my page uh, as well, Tim Downey One. Um, I link as well, so three different ways in order to to for your viewing pleasures. Yeah, Absolutely. and I'll, I'll put I'll put the link to the to the Twitter page and that on the on the show notes as well, just so uh, so it's easier for people to find it. We can just whack it on there, and then they can just uh, just click. Um, anything else you've got to come in? I remember the last time we spoke, there were things you say, "Oh no, I'm not allowed to tell you about certain things." So, anything uh, in the pipeline that you can tell us or? Um, I've just, uh, I can't remember the, the last one we were talking about, but, um, there are, there's the new series of Good Omens, um, that will be coming out, I think next year, I'm not too sure. Um, but that was an enormous amount of fun to do. And again, an extraordinary cast and to work, um, you know, with Neil Gaiman, who is a, I'm just a huge fanboy mm. of anyway. Yeah. And everything he does in the worlds he creates, it's just, you know, just so much fun. Um, and an extraordinary cast and just to get to kind of play in that extraordinary world was brilliant and such such fun so yes that's coming out which i'm really excited by um and i just did a movie with simon Pegg and mini driver called nandor fodor and the talking mongoose about the famous paranormal um story in 1932 of a talking mongoose uh who arrives to a um, Isle of a Max Farmer, me, and starts telling him the future and what's going on in the village. That was enormous amounts of fun uh, to do. And again, another you know extraordinary, extraordinary cast. Christopher Lloyd is in it. Wow. Christopher Lloyd yeah, is in wow. it. I mean, that was just extraordinary to be doing scenes with Christopher Lloyd. The man was in one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I mean, it's mm, extraordinary. That's great. Um, so yeah, really excited. Um, about uh about that so yeah it's been it's been very busy which has been which has been great some exciting stuff to see absolutely indeed oh and i think when uh you very kindly came on the uh the 24-hour um podathon that i did in back in january and you kicked everything off with your wonderful telling of uh go the fuck to sleep it was it was a a, a story for the ages it was fantastic <laughs> um i think i i think i admitted to you that day that I hadn't watched Paddington. I'd never seen Paddington. Um, I know. Well, 
I have seen Paddington now, and, and it is oh, it is absolutely glorious. Absolutely, I didn't realize, and then so I, I straight away after that watched Paddington too because I didn't realize what I'd missed. It's just love what lovely, wonderful films, just yeah. heartwarming, brilliant films. Just such a one. It's just such a treat as well now with the kind of little bit of little bit of time has gone behind me. You kind of go, no, that they are genuinely lovely, lovely films. It's one of those wonderful things where even if you weren't even if I wasn't part of it, it would still be sort of like, oh no, this is a Christmas film. This is wonderful. Yeah. I want to sit down and watch this with the mm-hmm. family. It's, it's kind of got a little bit of everything, but to also be is. in it. A great family film. It is. Just, just such a, such a joy and an honour to have been yeah, sort of part, part of it. And it's the only thing that my kids think I'm actually vaguely cool for. That's it. <laughs> everything else is like, no, no, you just... You, well, I no. mean, that, that and this podcast, obviously. No. Well, it goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless <laughs> you. That completely goes without saying. <laughs> now that you are, I mean, you can say to your kids, I'm in a top 10. I'm in the top 10 most famous moustaches. So you've got it as part of your... I hope to see it on IMDb a little bit later on. That's what I'm hoping is a fact. Oh yeah, that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna push its way up. Yeah, way, way. <laughs> excellent. Before we say our goodbyes, Neil, do you want to tell everybody how they can get in touch with us and all that? Gubby? Yes, of course I will. So you can find us on all the social medias at Top Ten Pods. Uh, do please give us a like, give us a click, give us a follow, whatever it is you do. Email us at Top Ten Pods at hotmail.com with any questions you may have or any ideas for a top ten. Please do help come and support the pod at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods loads of rewards and gifties for you include in maybe even being guest yourself check out all of our links via the link tree you can find the link in the show notes and please do come and subscribe leave us a review and a rating on wherever you get your podcast from thank you very much neil tim thank you once again for spending some time with us it is always a joy to speak to you it genuinely is yeah um it really is. it's it's been loads of fun and educational well, the most there, there we go now whenever you now whenever you watch the hateful eight you'll go hula heat as you said yeah a hula hula heat. Heat. and now you won't stop seeing them it's gonna be one of those things you're gonna go yes that man hula heat Yes, I see you. I see you. Um, but no, thank guys, thank you for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. So oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Neil, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Pat. Thank you very much, Tim. Such joy, such fun, and such education. Indeed, indeed. Thank you, like I say, Tim. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. And let's start the countdown. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.